amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good morning, Tampa Bay, 970 WFLA. Talking Fishing going to be here until 8 o'clock, unfortunately only until 8 o'clock. Our main man, John Milo, back behind the glass making us roll, as he does most Saturday mornings. Good to see you, John Milo. Steamy, steamy, steamy water temps. Got things kind of hot outside. Um, fishing's hot. All kinds of stuff going on in the water. You want to chime in this morning, phone line's wide open as usual. Hillsboro 990, Pinellas is 461. They both end in 9352. Joining me as he does uh, every so often, probably once every four months or so, we uh, get a visit from our good friend from the FWC. He's one of our wildlife officers, and uh, you know him as Officer Stuart Messman. Good morning, buddy. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, man. You're supposed to be in the Bahamas this I weekend. was supposed to be in the yeah. Bahamas. This was supposed to be a uh, Captain Ben Marshall sit-in, but uh, they were calling for 18 to 25 on Sunday in the Bahamas, and I, I just don't think, I think Saturday, today's like 80% chance of rain or something. I was like, that doesn't sound like fun in the Bahamas to me. No, and you were, you were <laughs> going to take the boat over there, correct? Yes, we, yeah. were going by, uh, we were going by Big Contender. I was oh. going over for a Contender event. and uh, Yeah, that would be rough. I, yeah, I, and my, the, my wife and I had never been there, um, and I was really looking forward to it. When they first called and said, hey, you know, we want you to come to this event in the Bahamas, I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, count me in. Yeah, why not? I've, yeah, I've never been there. Um, my wife had never been there, and uh, we were excited about it, but not. I wasn't excited about being there in that weather, not knowing whether or not we were going to make it back on Monday because of that storm rolling through the waters there. I just, yeah. Right. So, here I am, stuck with you. Yeah. It's good all morning. good. Yeah. Good morning, buddy. So, you, you're coming off your night shift? I am coming off my night shift. I'm on a, a swing shift right now, some days, some nights. Right. You know, I was talking to you earlier. I, it's, it's to me, I'm not seeing anybody catching any fish. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's just the water temperature is so bad. Usually the storms, I don't know if the storms are helping out in the afternoon. But They're when I'm out there, bit. well, the places I'm checking, usually it's zero. It's goose eggs for a lot of these people. Right. And I know some officers are catching people with you know fish and everything like that but what i'm seeing in my area south hillsboro and everything like that and it might just be the time of the day when i'm sure. stopping checking somebody but to me the fishing's been bad but <clears throat> this knows? is a tough time of year right. to do it just in general water temp you know uh 90 91 degrees um you know especially early this week monday tuesday wednesday of this week the fishing was really really tough um it got better thursday and friday i ended up canceling my thursday trip because Wednesday was so slow, um, and I had a really good customer. And then, of course, a couple of the guides that went out that day called me and said, yeah, you should have fished. It was really good. 
So, <clears throat> which is kind of the way that goes. Um, you know, if you cancel, it's going to be really, really good. Or if you look at it right. and it's supposed to rain in the morning and you cancel and you wake up and then it doesn't rain, yeah. that's kind of what happens. Yeah. So, but it's that, it's that time of year, you know. August is just one of those months where you're, everything's in kind of transition. The good news is we're coming up on the new moon. Um, we got some more redfish in on this moon already. The new moon's not till Monday, so... You know, a couple of schools showed up that, that hadn't been around, so that's good to see. Um, it's hot, baits on the grass, and that's always a mess. So let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this. Sure. How much of your, and I guess maybe it's it just depends, but how, how much of y'all's world is is that of of dealing with poachers? Well, the way it works nowadays is, there's only a, I mean, everybody, there's only a few of us out there. So when we are working. When you say a few, just so that everybody knows, how many officers do we have here locally? A few. A few. But, but think about sometimes, sometimes I could be the only officer out working all of Hillsborough County. And that means water, woods, lakes, rivers, streams. Yeah. And it's tough, but we have, we have officers out, but it's just, and it's nothing from fish and wildlife it's just so many officers were budgeted from the legislator and stuff right. like that it's always been that way which is an atrocity by right. the way <laughs> but you know this time of the year you know i'll ask you the question if you were in my situation captain mike and you woke up and let's say it's saturday morning this time and i'm doing your radio show which it helps out because it gets a voice out to a lot of people sure but if you want to if you were in my situation you were patrolling what would you do? Like, if you left your house today, where would you go? And that's the things we deal with every day. Where would I go fishing? No, like, where would you go patrol as an FWC officer? You have woods, water, and stuff like that. And I'll put that into you so you have a perspective. See, I think, it to me, it's it's hot right now. Right. So the woods probably isn't a hot spot. A lot Not of really. bugs, a lot of critters. As we get into fall, I would think the woods, obviously, things pick up as we get into bow season and, and things like that. And bow season probably opens, what, October here? I believe it depends which your zone Somewhere, A or B. Okay. I think it's September and October. Okay, yeah, somewhere in there. So yeah. again, September still hot. <clears throat> Heck, October still hot here, really. Right. Um, so if it were me, I'd probably be headed towards the beaches and the passes because that's where a lot of your big snook are right now. Right. So that would probably be where I would be looking. Yeah, but then you have like if we, if you're working strictly Hillsborough County, you know, alligator season started this past week. Oh, that's week, right. But most of the time, there's only a couple <clears throat> permits they pull for Hillsborough County. Okay, it's, that's what I was told. There's not a lot of places to alligator hunt in Hillsborough because a lot of it's private, and then the public areas are hard to get to. But um, you know, <sighs> freshwater still there. Sure. You know, boating season never changes. Boating season's all year round here. Right. And you deal with that stuff. So we deal with a lot. And then when you're going back <laughs> you to your poacher, it just depends. You know, um, if we're driving down the road and we stop and check the boat ramp off the side of the road or we wait for a vessel to come in, you just never know. We go out there and patrol by water. It's just, it's hit or miss what we're going to do because we're, we're doing multiple, multiple things sure. all the time. I think that's just, and to me, and you'll hear me say that all through the show, um, I, to me, it makes no sense to put all these rules in place, all these limits on the fishery, and not have the officers to enforce it. To me, it's ridiculous. Right. But, I mean, we see a lot of times it's the people who, when we do get a call, it's somebody calling on somebody else. It's it, the times of us just going out there, sneaking up on people. We still do it or surprising them with a boat check or a fisheries inspection. Right. 
But a lot of times it's people complaining on other people. Give us a description of the person by telling get a lead. Yeah. yeah, we'll get a lead, get a do a fisheries inspection, and there you go. Right. But I think it's um, you know, we're out there working. We do have officers, and the sheriff officers help us a lot. You know, Tampa PD helps out a lot with boating safety. Sure. Coast Guard will still do fisheries every once in a while too. So the people are out there. We're out there working as best we can, as much as we can. Now, do you guys? Is there a headquarters for you guys in Hillsborough County? Is it over there by the Gandy? Yeah, it's over there by the Gandy. We have our local office. We have. Now, did you get? Did you see the footage? Did you get to see the footage of Captain Richard Seward running into the dock? <laughs> Is he listening? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I, I saw a picture. <laughs> I heard he looked like Superman. <laughs> I just I saw a quick picture. Wow! But I saw him. I don't really remember much of it. So you know, neither I, does he. Probably. <laughs> I think I talked to him one day at Courtney Campbell. Does he drive like a four, twenty-four skiff almost? Yeah, a twenty-four Carolina skiff. skiff. He yeah. was the nicest guy. We talked for thirty nice minutes yeah. out there at Courtney Campbell. Right before one was charters, and he is—he was the nicest guy. He, he really nice appreciate what we did. You could tell he's all about the resources oh, and the yeah. fishing. Yep. And his son does it too. Yes, correct? that's right. Yeah, that is the same Captain, guy. Yep. yep, Captain Ricky Seward. Yep. yep, yep. Well, Captain Richard Seward is a is a legend here, and I was thinking about that. Your headquarters over there on the Gandhi, and old poor Richard Seward doing a screw up and hitting the dock over there. So, well, I heard I heard you made fun of him on Sunday. Oh, we we picked on him a little. I, bit. I wasn't going to say anything. That's usually Mr. Mahoney that does most of the picking on Richard, so I'm just uh, feeling blessed that he was okay and, and made it through. Let's dive into a phone call here real quick before we wrap up this first segment. Check in with our good friend Donald in Lutz. Sounds like he's wanting to go fishing, so we don't want to hold you up. Donald, how are you this morning? I'm doing excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm about to, uh, I'm driving on 275, heading to uh, Pinellas Point. Okay. Uh, to do some fishing, uh, try and find one of those elusive bag redfish. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna, yep, I'm going to dead stick some finger mullet and throw uh, some soft plastics. But I've got a question for the officer. Yes, sir. Um, I'm getting con- conflicted um, things with the kayak um, about flares. Are we supposed to have flares on the kayak if we're fishing inshore? Where inshore? Are you in Tampa Bay? Tampa gonna... Bay area, Pinellas Point area, you know, like Fort DeSoto area. Okay, I well. Mean, always, always within like me a half a mile from shore at the most right well the law is what happens with boating safety real quick is whatever the coast guard says we we adopt now after all my years i've asked this question recently you'll get a yes or no answer from the coast guard if flares are required in the bay now it's good to have them but the answer is i don't think there it has to do with how many miles from egmont key with the opening of egmont key to the bay will or you know and um Jim Fogel will probably call in later, and you can he'll probably say something about it. But I was told by the actual Coast Guard, by some of them yes and some of them no, we, we, we I, as an officer, will probably um, ask you to have them, but it's not a, you know, it's a hard question. It's not really required, is for what I was told. It's not required, but it's good to have always have flares because you could be in the middle of the bay, upper Tampa Bay, anything, storm can come by. You want to have something, but they're not required, but they're awesome to have in the bay. But even if a storm comes by and you're in a kayak, I mean, yeah, can't you just get out and walk? Uh, strange things have happened over the years. <laughs> right. right? Can't you just get out and walk to shore? You know, I mean, if you had to. Yeah. I don't enforce flares in the bay. And I was told that it's it's not really enforceable because of the opening of Egmont Key. Oh. And that, but the Coast Guard determines that, and the Coast Guard told me that. Multiple Coast Guard officers. So. All right. 
Yeah, because I'm I'm never usually you know I'm, I fish the mangroves. I'm fishing in you know like two, three, yeah. four feet of water max. Right, right, right. Out right. there. I mean, I have my whistle and you know, and I carry a I carry a VHF uh, floating uh, radio. Nice. Yeah, always <laughs> always carry that, and uh, you know, my cell phone in a um, one of those uh, dry little pack things to your cell phone. Right. In, a li- in a life jacket, right? Of, of course. <laughs> I, I, actually, I wear I wear one of those Mustang styles. Oh, there you go. The water. As a matter of fact, um, a couple months ago, when I was uh, fishing the Captain Bell tournament, I actually got swamped by a boat, and actually it flipped me, and the life jacket went off, boom, like that. Really? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I I haven't really talked about it because I lost uh, about a thousand dollars. Fishing gear. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it was awful. But I got rescued by another boater. And, um, but anyway, that's a different story. I, I'm still very upset about that. I get but, it. <clears throat> well, don't, don't, don't get swamped today, my friend. Great call, uh, no, Donald. No. Good question, brother. Yeah, those Mustangs I, are only good if you wear them, too. They're don't, they only count as a life jacket if you're wearing them. If you have them, those. Ones that you wear, if they're sitting in the boat, you count. You can't count those as a life jacket unless you're wearing them. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yep. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's okay. only those, you know, Mustang yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Suspender ones they call them. We're yeah, gonna we're can, gonna learn we're gonna learn all kinds of stuff today. Officer Stuart Messman, FWC, Florida Marine Patrol officer, joins us in studio. Phone lines open. Hillsboro nine nine zero. Pinellas is four six one. They both end in 9352. Going to get a call in from our good friend Captain C.A. Richardson, who's got a really cool event coming up here in September. We're going to talk to him uh, close to the top of the hour. So keep it tuned right here to 970 WFLA, and we'll be back. Welcome back. 624 here. The iHeart Media Empire. Officer Stuart Messman is my guest this morning from the FWC. Talking fishing. Got a couple of quick programming notes. Gator Ford Fishing Conversation, always the second Tuesday of the month. And for September, that's going to be Tuesday the 12th, 7 to 9 p.m., the Mad Snooker. Captain Dave Pomerleau is going to be my guest. Hungry Harry's, West Shore Pizza, Square One Burgers and Bar, all serving up some killer food. We've got rod and reel combos from Mahoney's. We've got Nutrishop gift cards from Nutrishop Tampa, or Nutrishop New Tampa and Nutrishop Brandon. And we've got our Action Water Sports Kayak to get you signed up for. That's going to be a good one, especially with snook season fixing to open here at the end of the month. I thought that'd be a good time to bring the Mad Snooker in. And then for September, we've actually got a double whammy for you. Pinellas County always griping that we're all the way over at Gator Ford. So Pinellas County, here we come. We're coming back. Our good friends at Moss Nissan are doing a fishing conversation for us on the 26th of September. That's a Tuesday as well. And my good friend, Captain Greg DeVault, uh, two-time IFA champion, of overall champion. He's won several tournaments, but... Uh, Two-time actual IFA championship winner, Captain Greg DeVault, uh, is going to be my guest. We are locking up the food as we speak, so we'll let you know who's going to be serving some food, but we will have food as always. I'll have a ton of giveaways. 
Moss Nissan. If you don't know where that is, it's on the corner of 54 and 19 up there in Newport Ritchie. That's 3923 U.S. Highway 19 in Newport Ritchie. Put that on your calendar. Again, Moss Nissan Fishing Conversation, 26 September. Captain Greg DeVault, 7 to 9 p.m. Don't want to miss that one. That'll be another dandy. So this September is going to be a good month. We get to do it up twice with our fishing conversations. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Check in with Steve Hoffman, South Shore Anglers. Stevie Boy, what's up with Team Knucklehead today? Well, I'm glad that Stuart's in there, and I'm glad that you have him about every four months because it's it's good for you to have to look up to somebody for just a little <laughs> bit of time in your life. Right? No, he's still bigger than uh, me. I'm he's tall, still, I'm still taller. Me. Come yeah, on, man. He's bigger. Uh, he's bigger, but I don't know that he's taller. No, he's taller. <laughs> Not taller. by much. Okay. Not taller. by much. Stuart's a tall man. You know, it, it's still one of the most priceless things ever. If you if you get if you can have Stuart just come around the corner and surprise Mahoney, <laughs> the look on Mahoney's face is just priceless. It's just priceless. Well, anytime you see that. You know, deer in the headlight looks out of my eyes. Exactly. Sure. It lets him know, you know, how the deer feel now. <laughs> exactly. What you got, Listen, bud? On the 7th of September, you know, I've, I was always told that if you're going to have big things, have big things come with it. Well, we're going to have a big anniversary. We get to start our 10th year. And we'll be out That's at the awesome. Sunset Grill at 7 p.m. And we're going to get a chance, as, they, as their answer was to the question, would they come out? Their answer was, we would love to come out and BS with the South Shore guys. We will have the Watts brothers, Greg and Brian. Nice. Um, and that would be a good way for us to get ready for the September 23rd Longest Redfish Tournament for Impact Academy. All that stuff out there on SouthShoreAnglers.com, a lot of it on our Facebook page. Um, big stuff going on. And don't forget, September the 18th, meeting about the Chris's plumbing dumping. So. Yeah, guys, that's what I got for this week. Stewart's good talk to you, bud. Nice talking to you too. Thanks, Stevie boy. Nice job, pal. Good stuff there as always. The Watts brothers, Brian and Greg, two of the best to uh, ever chase the redfish around Tampa Bay. No doubt about that. Some very good friends of the real animals. They both work over there at Power Pole, and uh, that should be a great seminar for sure. So, my guest this morning, Stuart Messman from the FWC. We're talking fishing regulations. If you've got questions, comments, any of those things, hopefully by now all of you have downloaded the app for your phone that has your fishing regulations right there at your fingertips with, you know, 99.9% of us having smartphones. Um, Richard Seward not included, I don't think. I think Richard still got the flip phone. But... Um, it's pretty handy. It is. It is. It's a pretty handy tool. I found myself using it several times. Customers ask questions and, you know, you just, some, even for those of us that are on the water every day, I like to just go through it and look to make sure that I'm still right. Things change so fast. Yeah. I refer to it all the time, really. I mean, same thing with us. We'll, if I don't see a fish for a while, I have to think about the regulation sure, of course. and I'll look it up. Yeah, and some of our stuff, Snook, you know, it's one size limit on, on the East Coast, one size limit on the West Coast. As much traveling as I do with the TV show and things like that, it's nice to have this app to just right. be able to dial it up. It's free at the App Store. You just go and download the app, put it on your phone. That way you've always got it. And, uh, and you know. it should be updated all the time. It's not like the paper reg- regulations. Right. This, if something changes, it gets updated. It gets updated. Yeah. 
Super cool stuff. Again, Stuart Messman, Officer Stuart Messman, is my guest this morning. Hillsborough 990, Pinellas is 461. They both end in 9352. Toll free anywhere you can hear our voices, 1-800-969-9352. The website, realanimalsfishingteam.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook slash Real Animals and on Twitter at Real Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Animals fish. We'll be back. 970 WFLA. Welcome back. Stuart Messman from the Florida Fish and Wildlife. He's an FWC officer, is my guest this morning. Good friend of the real animals for sure. Hillsboro 990, Pinellas is 461. They both end in 9352. Let's roll to the phones here real quick, get our freshwater report from our freshwater guru, our good friend Ron Shelfo at Ron's Tackle Box in Lake Alfred. How are you, buddy? Hey, doing great. Doing great. It's pretty nice this morning. We had a little little shower last night, not a lot, but it cooled things down a little bit. Still, still not raining out there much by you, huh? Well, we did Thursday night. We okay. had a downpour right at the beginning of our tournament. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Boys earned their money. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll bet. And they they fished. We did good. We had one right at eight pounds caught. Wow. We fished out of Lake Rochelle here in Lake Alfred. And uh, the weights weren't weren't real big, about 13 pounds won the tournament, but we weighed a lot of fish. That's nice. Good. It was a good evening. Yeah. Several, several around five pounds. Gotcha. But I'll tell you, the shellcracker and the bluegill are really strong right now. They're still doing good. Uh, the local lakes around here and the South Winter Haven chain also. Uh, crickets are your best bait of choice. Uh, the shellcracker and the bluegill love both of them. So it's been... Uh, been really good fish. Good, good size to them, too? Pardon? Good size? Good size, yeah. Okay. Real nice slabs. Nice. It's been really good. Uh, the south chain is, is decent. Uh, not seen anything real big yet because it's been so warm. Right. But uh, a lot of, you know, four to five pound fish. It's They're nice fish. That works. That works. Good. That's yeah. very cool. All right. Well, I good. Want to thank the, your buddy there in FWC. The fine job they do. Uh, 
we really appreciate them out here. They they work hard out here in Polk County, I know. They work hard uh, everywhere. I think it is just so it, it Ron, it's to me it's just absolutely pathetic that you know, these guys got to run on this shoestring budget that they run on. It, to right. me, it makes no sense at all, you know, protecting this valuable resource with Florida being the fishing capital of the world. Absolutely. And, and, and we don't pour any time or effort or money into what these guys do. Right. To me, it's just our ridiculous. Money. You know, we're, uh, I'm on a lake access uh, committee in our county, here in Polk County. There's 10 of us on the board, and uh, we get our funding from you guys. To do improvements on the boat ramps, right. and you know they give us some of their pennies to to help us do what we do. Right. And uh, people don't realize that, but it's a it's just a chain reaction. You yeah. got to have money to operate. <clears throat> no doubt. Well, and I just yeah. think you know we we some of these these groups that that are constantly suing the state to get you know fish closures and all this craziness that they're doing. They could do so much good by putting some of that money and some of that energy into into supplying us with more officers to eliminate the crooked stuff that you know that falls through the cracks because they're so understaffed. That's right. I mean, you know, the no wake zones. I'm on the water all the time, and the people that run them, it's unbelievable how yeah, often they- those get run, and there's no one there. They don't yeah. have enough bodies to, you know, all these, you can put up all the, Pinellas County, you can put up all the signs you want for all these no-run zones for these manatees. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Nobody's on the water watching them. Congratulations. Cool. You put up a bunch of signs. Good job. And people think that's not for them. It, they don't know who that sign's for. Right. Uh, well, and again, if they even if they know and they run it, there's nobody right. there. Right. Because, you know, we're spending money on stupid stuff. So right. I, I just don't. I just don't get how it, you know, people can't put this all together. They think just because they put some signs up that that's going to do the job. No. You know? No, it's, I mean. Just like a speed limit sign. You know, if they know nobody's around to watch them, they're going. They're going. I mean, it, you know, just craziness. So Let uh, me mention uh, my uh, Bass Assassin tournament, if you don't mind, real quick. Yeah, come on. Uh, I'm pumping it up because there's been a lot of people signing up, and it's been a great thing. It's uh, September the 30th. Uh, Bass Assassin Bait turn ornament, turn, Tournament only. You can win $2,500 for first place, 500 second, and 500 for big bass. Nice. It's a Bass Assassin Power Pole Tournament that I host. We're giving away a Power Pole anchor, a free raffle for the fishermen only, and uh, you get $30 worth of baits included in the $75 entry fee. So it's a real nice thing. Uh, even at the weigh-in, even if you don't fish, you need to come to the weigh-in because it's it's fantastic. It's unbelievable right out here in the South Winter Haven Chain of Lakes. I, I just think we're so blessed to live here with, you know, the incredible west coast of Florida, saltwater fishing, and then just rolling into, you know, central Florida being oh, yeah. right there and the incredible bass fishing and spec fishing. 54 lakes here. It's unbelievable. It really is incredible. Absolutely it's incredible. Really like paradise out here. Tell everybody how they can find you, Ronnie. All righty. I'm at 380 South Lake Shore Way in Lake Alfred, which is 1792. Phone number is 863-956-4990. You're the man. Well done. Thank you. Thanks, partner. All right. Good stuff right there. Hopefully, 
Ronnie will be joining us, I'm sure he will, at the Real Animals Boat Show and Fishing Expo coming up November 17th, 18th, and 19th. That's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Our good friend and uh, legendary outdoor writer from the Tampa Tribune days, Frank Sargent is going to be my guest. He's going to be there all three days with us, hanging out. Him and I are going to get on stage together Saturday afternoon. Captain C.A. Richardson, Captain Jeff Page, Captain Scott Moore. I've got an incredible list of captains who are going to be speaking. Um, We're going to have cast net demonstrations. We're going to have a cast net contest. We've got the Kids Fishing Derby back. The FWC is involved. They've got the uh, Wear It safe boating stage uh, where at florida safe boating stage uh courtesy of the fwc going on we've got a ton of stuff our good friends at pepin distributing are involved um, gator ford's going to be there i think we have 14 bo- different boat dealers going to be on hand including obviously contender erickson marine from down there in sarasota's uh bringing some contenders up it's going to be a great great show a lot of people mark nichols from doa is going to be one of our speakers doa is coming uh, strike first lures is going to be there mirror lures involved skinny water cultures coming mojo's coming it's going to be a great weekend right there before the holidays you can load up on all your stuff gator gyms southeastern tackle liquidators um, it's going to be a really really good event so again november 17th 18th and 19th the weekend before thanksgiving Real Animals Boat Show and Fishing Expo. South Shore Anglers is coming. I put a shout in to uh, Old Salts. Hopefully they will join us as well. Should be a really, really good event. So like I said, put it in your schedule. Come on out and hang out with us. So what's the craziest thing you've seen here lately? Lately? Um, I always like to figure because I only talk to you once every three or four months. months, So, yeah. You know, it's been pretty quiet summer. We've had a lot of fatalities this past summer. Um, You know, people not wearing life jackets, simple things. But, you know, but I did, like I was telling you on the break, it's amazing to me. Like last Saturday, I was out in the Skyway for something and a, a line of thunderstorms coming Saturday morning. I'm here running back to Apollo Beach as fast as I can. And there's people just coming out, you know, on <laughs> their pontoon boats, the going fishing. And I'm just, <laughs> and it's it's raining on me as I'm getting to Apollo Beach, and there's people coming out in pontoon boats with families. And I'm just, I know it's Saturday or Sunday, but I think people just need to realize it's the weekend. But you still need to pay attention to the weather because bad things can happen. Yeah. The weather changes so fast, yeah. and it just shocked me when um, I saw it on Saturday. I was like, I can't believe all these people are going out with the storms coming in. For some reason, the undying desire to to do battle with mother nature it absolutely trips me out because it just never it just never ends always somebody doing battle i mean we had the two guys got rescued here not long ago big storm came through the guys that were stuck on one of the their boat got overturned they were out in a john boat or something in a storm and we had to rescue them off of the markers in tampa bay i mean it's like come on guys you know there's been a lot going on it's been a busy summer Boating safety-wise, that never, ever ends, it seems like, here yeah, in Tampa Bay. Right. Well, there's and, always boats. I mean, yeah, there's always boats. No matter always what. boats on the water. And, um, you know, like I said, a lot of accidents this summer that we've had to work, um, you know, a lot of boating under the influences and stuff yeah. like that. And we're out there regularly checking for them. And, you know, the fisheries as much for me personally, I've checked a lot of people, but everybody's been pretty compliant from what I checked. 
we still get guys that hear them all the time on the radio that's, you know, snook eye season, spear and snook. Right. You know, there's all this stuff that's happening, multiple redfish. And so it's always there, but those are, you know, those are kind of an everyday occurrence. Sure. And um, not for me, but, right. you know, but a lot of officers will get that stuff. And um, But boating safety has been a busy, busy summer. And um, we can't stress enough, you know, life jackets, you got to have them on board. Right. You know, watch the weather. The weather changes all the time. And really if something quick. happens and then we're going out or the Coast Guard or the Sheriff's Department or TPD, Ecker College is unbelievable. They had their own search and rescue. They're out there all the time all before the time. anybody. Yeah. And those, those people, they. But what happens is though, the weather changes quickly. Something happens and then we're out searching for them. Right. And it's. It's a long, you know, it's a long process. You're putting other people at risk. Ties just, up a lot of officers too when you guys are, when you guys are doing. But that. that's what uh, that is our job though to help the people first foremost, you know, sure. and then uh, the people are the first, and you know, Florida and fishery and all that stuff is second. Right. But if something happens, yeah, we're going to go and everything like that. But just keep an eye on the weather. You know, have your life jackets, have them readily accessible. They don't do you any good if they're all the way into a hatch. You can't get to it because. Boats capsize in a matter Quick. of seconds. Yeah. yeah, and when it capsizes, and if you don't have your life jacket there, whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, cell phones work out great. Cell phones get wet though. Then they're done. They're done. Yeah. So that's all. And um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been, it's been a long hot summer. I've been here for forty years now, living in Tampa Bay area pretty much. And this is it, I think every summer it's hotter and hotter and hotter. <laughs> I don't know if that's we get older. Uh, it's, I don't and know. That's what makes it hotter, or if it's actually getting hotter. And I'm but looking see, forward to I was to, thinking that the other day. I was thinking, good God, it's hot. Yeah. And then when the winter comes and you're out there working in the middle of the night, you're like, I can't wait for summertime. Right. Because it is 20 <laughs> degrees colder on the water. And I've been out there in Tampa Bay where I've been layered up multiple layers, you know, ski mask on, everything oh, because yeah. it's just so cold. We need, we need a winter. I'm going to start that rant and chant right now because two winters in a row have been extremely warm. Um, and now you can kind of see, for those of you that don't know, maybe haven't paid a lot of attention um, to what's going on in upper Tampa Bay right now. There's a green algae bloom that's just horrible um, up on the north end of the bay. Um, I've seen videos of it. Uh, Captain Mike Rogel and some other captains, Jeremy Himes, some guys that have been up there videotaping. It's it's ugly, and like you said, a lot of it's fertilizer runoff. You know, the oxygen content's low. Water temp is ninety plus degrees. It was ninety degrees down at Fort DeSoto, where we have really good water flow. I right. can't imagine what it is in the Upper Tampa Bay, right. where you don't have great water flow, especially when you go through those stretches where you're off of the moons and your tides are slower to boot. You know, that's how we get these things. That's how we get these uh, these crazy algae blooms man and all that rain and all that fertilizer yeah. they said animal waste all that stuff adds up plus and- all these hot these ridiculously hot winters you yeah. know 80 degrees in february we don't need that we need to have a winter where we're 50 55 degrees at night you know 65 70 degrees during the day and we need that to happen for two months so that a lot of this algae gets killed off in the winter time you know right we need things to work with us a little bit we got smitty in bradenton uh on the lines hopefully we'll hear from you as well hillsborough 990 pinellas is 461 they both end in 9352 he is officer Stuart messman from the fwc uh he's my guest this morning light him up Talking Fishing, we'll be back 970 WFLA.
Welcome back. 655 here at the iHeartMedia Empire. Real Animal Saturday, Captain Michael Anderson and my good friend Stuart Messman from the Fish and Wildlife Commission, the FWC here in Florida. He is one of our fine officers out there on the water trying to keep us all safe, keep everybody in line. Let's go to the phones here on a short segment. Check in with Smitty in Bradenton. Smitty, how are you this morning? Good morning, Captain Mike. On the water since about 5.30. Oh, nice. Talk to me. What you got? Uh, nice and smooth, nice and smooth. What I have a question for uh, uh, Officer Stewart there is I fish a lot of docks with the kayak and stuff, and I come across a guy uh, anytime I'm out, very long dock, sticks out in the middle of the water with no lights on it. Is that required to be lit up? No, it's not. Um, it, it has oh, to do, as far as I know, it's not. It's what their permit is with how they ever got their permit for the dock, who owns the water bottom. Usually in Tampa Bay, it's the Tampa Port Authority that owns the water bottom. I don't think, I've never heard, and there's not on ours, of any um, dock lights that are required because they can only extend out, I believe, so far regardless. But as far as I know, um, no. I've never heard of anyone. The only time there probably would be in Florida if it's like a local ordinance somewhere. But there's nothing I mean, that I, my knowledge. Safety-wise, that would seem pretty I'm sorry, stupid. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it is, I mean, he sticks out longer than the other docks. Uh, in this for in this given area, yeah. I mean, really, like I said, it, it depending on how he got the permit to build the dock, who's the authority that grants him that permit because who owns the water bottom in that particular area? Yeah, because it's not one of those typical docks where somebody has behind their house and they have their boat hanging on it. This thing runs out from shore because it's it's an, a long flat. Right, and I mean, as far as length, I'm gonna, uh, I don't know, 100 yards. Wow. Yeah. Um, and and this has, you know, he has lights, but 90 percent of the time they're out. But what you got to remember too, normally if you're you're on an area, if you're in an area where the docks are really really long like that, you're in an area that's really really shallow. Yeah. Docks right. usually only come out far enough to get them into boatable water. Normally, not always, but normally. So. You know, the boats really shouldn't be running that shallow anyway. Yeah, you'll see that on, like, Surfside and Apollo Not Beach. that they don't, yeah. but... Yeah, well, exactly. They shouldn't be. Yeah, some of them run you know, pretty I just, long. I just keep one of these days I'm going to show up out here in the morning and there's going to be a, do- a boat running underneath it. <laughs> right. I'm just waiting for that day, and of course I'll get a picture of that. But, uh... <laughs> but no, there there is no law for uh, required lights on a dock. Okay, that was, that was my curiosity, because, you know, he's got them on there, and it's, you know, it's a very nice dock, it's very professionally built, and, you know, it's, it's very nice, I just don't know why they don't turn them on, I just thought there would be like some kind of legality issue yeah. there if somebody ran into it. You would think, right? You would think. Interesting. Great call, Smitty. Good stuff. Okay. All right, man. All right, partner. Out there, tear them up. Thanks, buddy. Good luck out there. Right. Good call, good call. Uh, let's try it quick. Let's try to go to Ron in Largo. Ron, real quick, you got about a minute. What you got, bud? It'll take me less than that, and I'll hang up and listen. Come on. But Officer Stewart, yes, your sir. thoughts of the impact of CCA Florida's involvement and, and the FWC, and I'll listen off to the side. I'll tell you really quick, no comment on that, because I really uh, – it's beyond me. Um, I don't – if it has to do with funding and stuff like that, I don't see that. I don't know how that is. It's probably good for people to join. But I, I really don't have a comment on that because that's more of a political thing I can imagine. The thing – and I'm just um, – I wouldn't be able to answer that for you, to be honest with you. 
Okay. So that's all I can tell you. It's an interesting. It's a really good question, though. It's an interesting question, you know. And I don't know how much the FWC and CCA work together. Um, I'm sure that somebody knows. Maybe uh, Captain Lisa Fitzgerald will call in again today and uh, and give us a report, and then maybe we can find out more about how those two organizations work together, Ron. Thanks, Captain Mike. All right, buddy. That's beyond me. So thank you. It's a good question, though. It was. Yeah. You probably know more than I would. Uh, so. It's a good question. Um, I know a lot about CCA, and I know a lot about what CCA is doing in the community. So, but you know, I think his was more. You know, I think he was trying to get your take on on what they do and how they work together. Probably so. Interesting, uh, interesting yeah. question. Hillsborough nine nine zero, Pinellas four six one. They both end in nine three five two. We're supposed to have our good friend Captain C A Richardson up next. We'll be back nine seventy WFLA. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 